And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Marvelous Monumental, most fascinating, massively mind-bending Monday as we join our hearts and minds and draw closer to the King of Kings and glorify his name as we become one. First, as many people know, and it's just classic, because now that I'm thinking about it, uh, we just had that fill, and it was a really interesting fill because it had to do with Easton, and we're going to bring that into the situation. But isn't that unique because we're teaching about Job in an impossible situation? First, Job had experienced a pretty solid level of protection up to this time of this encounter or this bragging or this wager, I should say, between the Lord and the enemy. The move against him is the enemy's unleashing of financial disaster, and there's only one messenger, meaning that there's no way to verify the information, by the way. The animals got stolen, and all the servants uh, attached to this business adventure are annihilated. This happens simultaneously when Job's kids are having one of their too-far-gone-for-too-far-long parties. Okay. Next, the second messenger comes towards the end of the first speech. This timing, this time, the news is progressively worse. Now, how's that? How is that possible? Because the person says it's the fire of God, specifically pointing to a disaster being because of God Himself. In this situation, the animals and the people are all torched, and the messenger, not knowing what's going on, shares that the fire has fallen from heaven. But only God can do that, right? Nope. That's wrong. And finally, now a third messenger comes, and we thought we'd had bad news. The raiding party steals the camels, which were considered of extremely high value, then kills all the people. It sure seems like Job uh, is having uh, the worst possible day ever. The farmers, the shepherds, the servants have all died. But the worst is yet on the way. Past having the basics, the appearance of divine judgment, and the loss of luxuries, the kids are the fourth devastation. Their death is by the wind, listen to what I'm going to say, on all four sides, which is not, you can't, it can't happen. You don't have wind on four sides. So it fashions itself like the hand of God, but it is not what it appears to be. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oeve. So much more. Hey, hey. We're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us during the show, anytime during the show, live. You can text and say, you need a haircut. Doesn't matter. 
214-210-8483. By the way, I don't need a haircut. 214-210-8483. Or you can call us live during the show. We like this part, too, uh, because calling us is fun, too. 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. Now, when you call... 972-445-0770. You'll end up talking to Amazing Jen. Let me tell you what that's like. It's a, it's like something that I had over the weekend that I'd never had before. Chicken wing egg rolls. And they were so good. So when you talk to Jen, you get to be, it's just like eating chicken wing egg rolls. And then you will feel amazing. It's amazing. They were amazing. And then they had this really good sauce. And I was like, oh, man, oh, man. So I'm going to tell you, uh, it, it's not like we went there and everybody was like, you know, swing low, sweet cherry. That was not happening. <laughs> That's not how we roll. So uh, bottom line is uh, the the idea is you can reach out to us. You can connect to us. You might have a praise report. You might have a prayer request. You might have something you just want to ask. You might have something that's in your heart. You just want to share it. Totally cool. That's awesome. We love it. It's great stuff. It's all open for conversation. We don't want you to think you can't share. Uh, we just, we're just not looking to do the kvetch. Right? I mean, how easy could it be for people to call up and just go, this is terrible. I don't like this. This is bad. All you got to do in, in, in Dallas of the last uh, couple of years, we've only been here five years, but in the last three years, I can certainly say, all I can say to you is traffic, traffic, traffic. I mean, you can just call and do two hours every day on traffic, right? Yeah, let's not do that. Let's do something else. Let's encourage one another, strengthen one another. And why don't you tell me who said this? Am I my brother's keeper? Who said that? Am I my brother's keeper? If you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us. How about that? You can simply call us, like we said, 972-445-0770-214-210-8483 or david at hemusincrease.org. Uh, we got a lot to do on Joe, but I do want to give you an update. Plus, we wanted to be praying. I want you guys to be praying for the audience. Please be praying for health and finances. Number two, don't forget to pray for Jennifer. We just call her Amazing Jen, but Jen, Don, who owns the station, and we'll throw in a new one for you to get ready, Dynamic D. Ooh, ooh. What's that all about, Dave? Not telling you. Don't you love that? What do you mean, Dynamic D? Don't forget to pray for Jen, Don, and Dynamic D. That's what I'm telling you right now. Uh, in addition, we do have somebody that's going to call in and respond to that. I do need you guys praying for me. Uh, I am at a fork in the road, which is very funny for a spoon. <laughs> uh, so help me choose wisely or pray that the Lord help me choose wisely. Send the person on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. It's Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How are you? I'm good, thank you, and I'm so glad to hear that Ethan's doing a little better. Yeah, it was it was a toughie, and then you know you like you know it was funny because we had that fill, and uh, Jennifer was just asking me, should we get rid of that fill because it's an older fill, and it's like, yeah, but it's so timely still that it's like, nope, we're gonna keep it because it just you know you just gotta believe the Lord, look at the situation, and say, you know what, God can do more, and then He does. I mean, faith really does work. So it's yeah, uh, that's really amazing faith there. Yeah. All right. Here you go. I have this sense that you will be able to nail this down, 
And I don't think for you it's going to be much of a guess. How about that? That's how confident I am for you. (laughs) (laughs) Who said, am I my brother's keeper? That would be Kane. That is correct. (laughs) That is 100% correct. There's a classic old joke. Did, uh, Did Kane love his brother as long as he was able? (laughs) that's just a classic <laughs> anyway excellent job very very good and i appreciate you mentioning uh all right i hope you have a good rest of your day all right thank you god bless you god bless Bye-bye. all right okay all that to say as we get into job i call this the jobinian land And that is because every Christian I have ever met in my entire existence has understood Jobinian land. That's where something happens and you go, huh? (laughs) You don't know exactly what's going on. Don't worry, you are not alone. I and I maintain, we'll maintain, we'll fight about it. Actually, I, I might, might, it might be a hill to die on to some degree, and that is the second longest line. In heaven, after Jesus, is Job. <laughs> He's just going to have a line that wraps around, wraps around, and wraps around. Let's uh, look at the text and see what it says. This is Job, and we are still in chapter 1. You'd be lucky if we get out of chapter 1 in the next 10 years. Anyway, chapter 1, verse 13 says this. One day when Job's sons and daughters were dining at the oldest or at the oldest brother's house, a messenger arrived at Job's home with this news. Your oxen were plowing with the donkeys, feeding beside them. When the Sabaeans raided us, they stole all the animals and killed all the farmhands. And I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. So if you remember and you keep this all in context, there's this challenge that's going on between Satan and the Lord. And people are like, oh, no, that's not a challenge. That's not a nice way to say it. Oh, grow up. I mean, God goes, look how cool this guy is. And Satan goes, oh, he's only cool because you make it nice for him. And God goes, really? What do you got? <laughs> he goes, well, let me do this. And God goes, go ahead. That's what happened. Try not to make it weird, okay? And so they're they're having it. And the, the irony is this cosmic conflict, Job has no idea. But God has such confidence in him to manifest. And, of course, God's omniscient, so that doesn't hurt. Uh, and so this is what we'll kind of come together, it will evolve. But while it's going on, the enemy is trying to dare it, and the Lord says, all right, you can test him, all right? You can do whatever you want. You just can't harm him physically. Of course, that's a setup for the next test that's coming, uh, but let's just deal with this one. So there are the kids, that, and I think it's interesting that it mentions that the kids are partying because apparently every seven, every... They had at least seven, if not ten, little holiday thingies for the kids. And what that really means is they were partying like crazy. And Job was very concerned that they would drink too much. Not grapefruit, by the way, or grape juice. They would drink so much they would curse God in their heart. I never heard of anybody drinking too much uh, grape juice and then cursing God in their heart. That's just not how that works, okay? So they're having this big party. And while they're having the party, you already know Job's in his, uh, I got to intercede with my kids. Oh, my kids are probably doing stupid things, you know, kind of attitude, right? No parent can relate to that, right? And while he's in that place, because it, it makes mention that they're having one of their parties, 
A servant comes in and says, your oxen were plowing with the donkeys, feeding beside them. When the Sabaeans raided us, they stole all the animals and killed all the farmhands. And I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. So I want to stop right there so you can just kind of absorb what's going on. So this, at this point, this is not a huge anything. This is a loss, but it's, but Job is a, great, righteous, right-spirited guy. And if anybody would say this differently, I would, I would really have to contend with them. People died who worked for him. I'm thinking, he must be thinking, what just happened? I mean, this is like, a. at first you would think it's a major industrial accident. I mean, that's kind of how your brain would like, not a little bit, you understand what I'm saying? He's got to be thinking, What? Why did that? What? That's crazy. What? What do you mean? They all just came in and they raided. Now, up to this point, I want you to understand, Job had some pretty some pretty good protection from the Lord. Even Satan makes a reference to, well, you got a bubble on him. You know, you're keeping him safe, right? Which is where you say, you know, people say, well, you know, the Lord protect them, you know, be their protection around them. It's like, it's valid. It's real. But this is the first cut. But there are more cuts to come with more things to be challenged. And that's what we're going to get into when we get back. We'll take our break here. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? All right, Psalm 46, verse 1 through 3. This was the first uh, psalm that was read to me when I went to Bible college, the very first class I ever took in Bible college, a bazillion years ago. Let me just say that. Psalm 46, 1 through 3. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their suffering. Here is something to consider that will be just absolutely a mind blower. How should you and I respond if the earth falls out of its rotation? (laughs) Okay, so... So my uh, brother-in-law works for JPL and is actually one of the people that helped write the program that helped land the Mars rover on Mars. He helped write the computer programming, okay? He's much smarter than me in those realms, okay? About my age, a little younger, about my age. Very, very intelligent guy, right? And uh, he's the one I always make a joke, you know, what, what, what? keeps the earth, you know, rotating. And so you'll hear me say uh, that it's on a perfect 23 and a half degree, uh, you know, uh, rotation uh, from the moon and from the the exact rotation from the sun, or it's three mice chasing a piece of cheese and a wheel. (laughs) One of those two. So uh, the idea behind that and that whole story is the earth is in this absolutely perfect rotation with with, uh, the moon and the sun. And without it, the earth would go through a free fall. Just even a half a degree off, it's over. It's all over. I mean, the, 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 there would be instant tidal waves. Everything would just be upside down. And if that ever happened, 
you know, you would know that's the end, although that's not how the end's going to happen. We already know from Scripture. But here's what the, the psalmist is saying. It doesn't matter how bad it gets. It doesn't matter if your world seems like it's upside down. It doesn't matter if it's out of rotation. It doesn't matter if there, the mountains fall into the sea. It doesn't, doesn't matter if the waters roar. God is a refuge, and a refuge is a shelter in a storm. You would first think of a lean-to. That is what a, a shelter in a storm is. So when it's raining, you find a lean-to, you put something on a tree, you put it uh, you know, against something else, and you get under it so you're away from that. And it says that God is a refuge, a strength, an ever-present help, which means he's helpful today, not just when it's all settled in eternity. And there's that lies a problem for some Christians is they keep thinking, well, in the sweet by and by, everything will get worked out. Well, that is true, that everything will be completely worked out in the sweet by and by. But God is an ever-present help, which means for today and not just for tomorrow. And then the position of the psalmist is, therefore, 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 in other words, it's a conclusion. So God is our refuge and strength, okay? So he's our lean-to in a storm. He's our ever-present help. Therefore, I don't have to be afraid. The David Spoon Experience. Sometimes Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Ooh, got an Interesting trivia question for you right here. I do not expect everybody to get this right off the top, okay? And the answer is in Matthew 5. What is the first beatitude promising? Blessed are the poor in spirit. What's the rest of that? Blessed are the poor in spirit. Ooh. Matthew chapter 5 is where you're going to locate that. We're going to leave that there for you. If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. In the meantime, I have uh, two jokes, and they are both... uh, That's the word I want to use here. Brilliant. I got two jokes, and they're brilliant. Uh, Somebody is calling in, so I'm kind of giving you the classic radio stall. I will uh, also bring up one other thing. Uh, Addie Bug and Isaiah Anthony are with Noel and I, and uh, so right now they're hanging out at their uncle and aunt's house. Uh, But the biggest adjustment we're all having to make is the dogs, okay, because – they have never grown up with dogs. So I'm just telling everybody, if you're going to pray for us, you know, besides finances for the ministry and stuff like that, pray that the grandkids and the dogs uh, all get along. It was funny because at first they were terrified of them, and then by the end of the evening it seemed like they were terrorizing them. So, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things that happens. All right, we do have somebody uh, ready to answer the trivia question. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? David, this is Fred. How you doing today, I'm sir? doing great, Fred. Do me a favor. Turn your radio down just a wee bit. Get a little echo there. Just turn that down okay, just a little. That? There you go. That's excellent, my brother. All right. All right here you go. Now, this is, a, this is the first, and I love the Beatitudes because they're attitudes that everybody should be using. 
Here we go. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Why? But theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That is correct, sir! You are right! Excellent job! And that's how Jesus opens it up, right? That's like the the beginning of the Beatitudes. And so there's a couple, uh, you probably know this yourself, so I'll, I'll say it and then for the benefit of the others. There's a couple of people that think he opened that up to say, hey, first thing you got to recognize is you're poor in spirit. Because yeah. uh, you, you're, you're kind of off, things aren't right. But guess what? There is some good news. Yours will be the kingdom because we've got answers coming. And it's just like that kind of thing. Absolutely. Love that, right? Ah, Excellent job, my brother. Excellent. Uh, God bless you, David. Have a blessed day, sir. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. That is our brother Fred. What a great job. He does always a great job. All right. uh, Still is not going to spare you from these jokes. (laughs) What? What? I went to, I went to, I drove 18 hours, 16 hours. Leave me alone. All right. Here we go. You want the shorter one or the longer one first? They're both pretty good. Doesn't matter? All right. A woman went out of the doctor's office. She was seen by one of the new doctors, but after about four minutes in the examination room, she burst out screaming and ran down the hall. An older doctor stopped and asked her what the problem was, and she explained. He had her sit down and relax in the other room. Then the older doctor marched back in and demanded of the newer doctor, What's the matter with you? Mrs. Terry is 63 years old. She has four grown children and seven grandchildren. And you told her she was pregnant? The new doctor smiled smugly and continued to write on his clipboard. Cured her hiccups, though, didn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a lady who definitely needs something calming. (laughs) Be like, what? All right, now this one I thought was good, and only because I feel that it's uh, oh, warranted. Uh, and it's funny because it starts with a guy named Bert. Bert, age 85, and Rebecca, 79, are all excited about their decision to get married. They go for a stroll to discuss their wedding, and on the way, they go past a drugstore. Uh, the Jacob suggests, who's Jacob? They, they don't know where Jacob is. Uh, the man suggests that they go in and check with see see how they see what the drugstore prices are. They go in and they say are you the owner? The pharmacist says yes. The pharmacist says yes, I am. So they ask, "Do you sell heart medication?" "Of course we do," the pharmacist said. "How about medicine for circulation?" "Absolutely." "What about medicine for rheumatism?" Oops, "Of course." Uh, how about skin lotions? Definitely, the pharmacist said. Uh, what about medicines for memory? The pharmacist says, yes, a large variety. What about vitamins and sleeping pills? We do all of that. Perfect, they said. We'd like to register here for our wedding. Ah, <laughs> uh, waka, waka. <laughs> okay, see, now I like that. <laughs> they register at a pharmacy. Let's see. You guys haven't been to a wedding for a while, have you? Okay, I'll just leave that there. All right, let's move on. It's funny. Get over it. All right, here we go. This is where things get sticky for Job. It's bad. The farmhands have, have, have died. He's, you know something's got to be going on in his brain. Verse 16. While the first messenger was still speaking, another messenger arrives with the news. So one guy is telling him the story, and while he's telling him, somebody else pops in. Listen to what he says. The fire of God has fallen from heaven and burned up your sheep 
and all the shepherds. And I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. Why I want you to catch why, what's important about this is in the first announcement from the first messenger, this could be a fluke of life, so to speak. We would call that a coincidence, an accident, a this, a that, a just a, a kind of something that went weird. But while the first messenger is speaking, another messenger comes while the first one's still speaking. First, that speaks to the satanic approach or attack dumping on top of dumping on top of dumping. And let's just sit back for a second and do a reality check. Have you ever gotten a piece of bad news, then another piece of bad news, then another piece of bad news, and you feel like you're getting completely dumped on? We'll take a read on chapter one of Job. Whose tactic is that? Right? Dumped, then dumped on again, then dumped on again. And for some of us, depending on the size of it, then dumped on again and again and again, right? That's a tactic of the enemy. Only this time, there's something a little different. It's not the Sabines that are doing the raiding, right? Or It's not the other group that's doing the raiding. This is what the messenger calls the fire of God. That does not mean that Job necessarily thinks that is absolutely the case, but it is definitely the interpretation. The fire of God has fallen from heaven. Now, for out without any doubt, Job is hearing and knows that that's the second thing. While the other guy's talking, there's something going on. That's right. There's something going on. And what he doesn't know in the going on is that God is bragging about him. Let me let me say something to you. I've had many people say, well, why didn't God tell him? Number one, that's not our concern. That's not what God, God doesn't offer that information. But let's go a little further and let's be honest about it. Number two, if God told you you were being tested, you would act all different. <laughs> it wouldn't be you. You'd be stepping up the game because you know all of the universe was watching. It's just like it's not honest. And, and number three, God is, uh, I want to say it just like the first one. God's not under an obligation to tell you stuff. It's not like, oh, I have to tell them. No, he doesn't. What you have to do is trust him. That's the obligation. It's a completely different mindset. And then number four, God doesn't owe you an explanation. That's the same as one and three, but it doesn't matter. It's all the same thing. He doesn't owe you an explanation. But the honest answer is you need to be you in a trial, and this isn't revealing anything to God. It's just revealing stuff to Job and Satan. That's all. All right. We'll take a break and then come back for more. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassadors Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. 
but the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. What is the David Spoon experience? John 7, 24, stop judging by mere appearance and make a right judgment. That's all, that's all good. For 1 Corinthians 6, 2, do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if you are to judge the world, are you not competent to judge trivial cases? You can't say Christians can't judge. They're commanded to. Here it is right here. Ready? Here's the bowling ball knocking down the pins. Every day as Christians, we have to judge what is appropriate, proper, healthy, and useful. Also, what people, what people we believe we should hang out with, trust, believe in, or let influence, we have to judge that on a regular basis. When you choose your church, you're using your judgment abilities. Bazinga. 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 I love that. Because listen, when you're choosing your church, you have to decide to pick one over another. Oh, here's the key. (laughs) You're going to hate me. Ready? Here it is. If we have no ability to judge, we can't vote. It's incredible. And it's never been done before. And you can be the first person in your neighborhood to win. What is it? It's a contest. How do I play? It's simple. And there's three ways to win. You can go to Facebook, type in David Spoon Media. And on any Facebook post, type in the word Jesus in the comment section. And it's free. You can also send an email to davidspoonmedia at gmail.com and write the word Jesus in the subject line. Or you can go to YouTube and give a comment on any video. But you have to use the word Jesus. This is your chance to win, and it's free. What do I win? You can win 100 thank yous right on air. It's incredible. It's unbelievable. But it's only for a limited time. Enter now. Here's a taste. Thank you for listening to the David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. You might be wondering, well, Dave, are you a little tired from your 16 hours of driving in two days and then having the grandkids with you and then you're in the studio? And the answer is, yes, I am. Okay. Just in case you're wondering. All right, here's your trivia question. I'm allowed to tell you. All right, here you go. Uh, This is a tough one. You thought the last one was tough. This is tough. In what book of the Bible, New Testament, New Testament, in what book of the Bible do we read the words, your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus? Hint, it's a Paulinian epistle. Your attitude should be the same of that as the Lord Jesus. If you think you know the answer, 
972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. I'm gonna, also going to send you up to the website right now and remind you that without money, uh, uh, you would hear this. Ready? That's right, because you'd hear nothing. <laughs> just so you can know. So check out the website, hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. <laughs> Obviously a giraffe sucking on a straw eating an icy. Okay? All right. Let me give you another hint. I'm going to make this a little easier for everybody because I want people to do a better job. But I want you to know this. So, you know, I do this stuff and you think, oh, oh, it's just like all easy. No, first of all, it's not all easy stuff. I mean, I've never really asked you except for one time to answer anything in Greek. So I think that's nice. And then two, uh, you got to know where some of these things are because it's really good to know them, right? Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus it is a prison epistle, which is one of four in the Paulinian realm. Fancy words, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. 972-445-0770 is the number to call. 214-210-8483 is the number to text. And then David at he must increase. Dot org. We are getting ready to do our History. Uh, history? Yeah, let's do history. Let's go living in the past. Let's go living in the past. Okay. Uh, now, I lived in, in San Diego. So everybody that's got a problem with this, I have really I have one thing to say, and that is uh, too bad. Uh, uh, it's National Shamu the Whale Day, which I just love Shamu. Shamu was a blast. They sit in the wet section. It was awesome. Everybody's like, oh, it's so mean. It's like what you did a mind meld with the animal and you know about the animal's thinking. I can't figure that out with my dog. He has a tail that wags and sometimes that's good and sometimes it's bad. I, I'm not going to figure out a, a, a whale. Do you know how to figure out a whale? No, but I have a funny story. Oh, please. One time I went to SeaWorld with my mom and dad for vacation as a kid, and we sat down in the uh, splash zone, and my dad got up just, you know, at the right time (laughs) to go get a beverage and some food. And so, yes, my mom and I got splashed, and he didn't. And he never let us forget it. Uh, That, you know what? Wise, <laughs> that was he knew something of, we didn't know. Yeah, it's almost like that. It's like the whale said, hey, "I'm coming. There it goes. <laughs> Move on out now." <laughs> Get my dad now. did. Oh, that is too funny. That's a good story. Uh, what else? So that's a national show. And people are like, yeah, "I'm so get so tired of that stuff." It's like, oh, okay, everybody relax. Then it's National Pancake Day. Come on, Pancake Day. It's pancakes. Do you like pancakes? I love pancakes. Yeah. Noelle likes waffles, though. That's her. She's a, a waffle girl. She likes more waffles than that. I, I do both. I mean, there's how can you not like that? Uh, Johnny Appleseed Day. So that's important because you got to remember to tell the kids how we got all the apple trees. 
You just you just want to know who came up with it. Hey, we have all these apple trees. Okay. You know what we should do? What? Tell kids it came from this guy spreading seed all over the place. Okay. <laughs> Apparently that was okay. It's also a love note day. Uh, so for uh, those that are in relationships, uh, healthy relationships, uh, love notes, uh, that's worth a million dollars. Every love note that's not anticipated, it's like a million dollars. And then finally, it's Lumberjack Day, which is much cooler if you live in uh, places where lumberjacks are popular. Okay. The Northwest? Yeah. Alaska? Yeah. Yeah. Or or, uh, Monty Python. Because they have the lumberjack song, so they have that one too. Uh, for the last two things, uh, that doesn't matter. That uh, 1957 Leonard Bernstein's West Side Story opened up. When you're a jet, you're a jet, jet all the way, way from your first That's cigarette. Right. That's right. That's right. Jet, I love jet, West Side jet, Story. Da, 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 da. Officer Krupke. <laughs> no, and then what they did they were, they were remake, remake. It's like why. It wasn't too bad. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let that go. See, it's like RoboCop, though. See, I saw the movie RoboCop. Then they did the remake. It's not that it was horrible. It just, just wasn't, wasn't the same. RoboCop. That's all. Mm-hmm. And then in 1969, of course, the most important thing for you to remember on this day, the Brady Bunch aired its first episode. Oh. There you go. The Brady. Greg. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> okay. Uh back to the. T- we we are teaching. We do do that. So most of the time, anyway, I want you to catch this thing with Joe because this this part and the next part, these are tough things. And why it's important for you and I to understand the book of Job is because Job is clueless, but we are not because God has included it in Holy Writ. So Holy Writ, what's that? That's the Bible. So when you're talking about something that's included, we have the advantage of looking at this story and going, oh, yeah, look at that. Look at it. And all this stuff is going on again. And I'm very contentious about this. If we would for a moment have our eyes opened to see all the demons and all the angels, I think we'd be surprised by all the demons and all the angels that are probably in more churches than we would want to admit. That's what I'm trying to tell you is there's much more going on. There's much more taking place in the spiritual realm than our capacity to understand. We know from Ephesians 3, 11 and 12 that God shows the power, uh, 10, 11 and 12, that God shows the powers, the principalities, uh, and the magistrates in heavenly places, his wisdom through the church, which means in our lives, we are demonstrations of the wisdom of God in realms we could not possibly grasp. That's why this stuff's in here. You think, well, no, but this situation's this, and this is this. I get it. I mean, you can't sit there and say, uh, I'm the only person who goes through it. We all go through this. But the Lord is teaching all of us, always. So this is kind of one of the most amazing things. So now Job has had two pieces of bad news. You know this last piece is the is the, the worst part. So here's number three message. Number three message, while he was still speaking, a third messenger arrives with his news. Three bands of Chaldean raiders have stolen your camels and killed your servants. And I'm the only one to escape. So now the first thing is the farmers have died. The second thing is the shepherds have died. The third thing is the servants have died. Or the yeah, the, the servants. They killed all the servants. The first thing is they stole the animals, right? They stole uh, the donkeys and, and they're, they, they're the ox and the donkeys. The second thing is the other animals were, were uh, killed by fire, 
And it's just like, I don't, how is that? You know, if it fell from fire and the, all the sheep were killed. Now you've got other animals, camels, which are very, very expensive, and the servants, and they're all gone. And it's like, but he's getting one thing after another after another. And that's what I really want you to focus on is that there's a, it's, it's tactical. That's a big key to understand whether you're going through spiritual warfare, whether it's tactical or not. If you well, how can you tell? Well, I would go three three reports in three minutes is pretty pretty, pretty tactical. My attitude about that is: does that mean it's any less painful? Nope. Does that mean you're going to stop it? Nope. But it should teach us something. But the worst, of course, is yet to come, right? Because the worst has to do with his kids, and I'm not gonna I'm not going to. Uh, I don't, it's not my job, and I'm going to say this really, I'm going to try and say it right, and if I say it wrong, I apologize ahead of time. That's how important this is. It's not my job to defend God. God will take care of his own defense, okay? That's not my, that's not my thing. It's my job to examine that which the Lord puts before me and, and draw my conclusion to his character based on what he's, what he's revealed, and what I can see from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21 is nothing happens without a purpose. Nothing. And if the hairs on my head are numbered, how much the other dumb things in my life, let alone the big things. But I also am aware that the world is a sinful world. So if you have a big birthday plan and it gets smashed because you get sick, that doesn't necessitate God is trying to ruin your birthday. <laughs> so we've got to, you see, got to, got to, it does necessitate that there's sin in the world and disease because of sin and sick. I mean, that's, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's all a part of it. But it's all because we lost it in the garden and we have perverted our way and have yielded to Satan's influences and have allowed the flesh to take control more than the Holy Spirit in our lives. And Christians should know that. It's like, yeah, we got to stop doing that stuff, right? Right, you do. I've, I've got to stop doing that. I have stuff happen that I look up to and I just had this happen recently and I look up to God and I go why are you letting this happen and then after I go to bed or well I, when I go to bed I sit there and I think I'm sorry okay because it's stupid because first of all I don't think God has really really answered me ever <laughs> why why is this happening and number two there's always a reason there's always a purpose there's always something to the to this to the process that God is going to weave in does it mean I love every second of it? No. But does it mean I'm required to trust him for every second of it? Yes. That is what it means. So we'll break and come back and hit the last part, which is hard, and we'll do it honestly. Okay? All right. So um, we'll do the trivia, too. Do we do the trivia? Yeah, we already did the trivia. I don't remember. What do I remember? Anyway, we'll come back and then uh, pick it back up from there. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. 
if not no worries, the David Spoon Experience. Every once in a while when I do the uh, radio hosting, I have this wonderful opportunity to talk to people that influence the church, that are a blessing to the church. Today is no different. I am honored and blessed, by the way, to have the opportunity to talk with Pastor Robert Morris. He is the founding and lead pastor of Gateway Church. He's a best-selling author. He's written some excellent material, but he has a new book out, which has the greatest title ever— Next to the Bible. The, the new book is called Take the Day Off, Please. That's all I ask for. The book is entitled Take the Day Off, Receiving God's Gift of Rest. Pastor Marshall, you're there with us. I am, David, and it is so good to talk with you today. I do want to let you know before we get going uh, that I was actually introduced to you by somebody at your church about a year ago. I was at a place called Inigen. And uh, somebody named Robert, who went to your church, he gave me your book, uh, you know, Beyond Blessed. And I had not uh, actually had the chance to engage on any of your material yet. I read that. It was a really timely book, which was really cool. Oh, and th- then I was able to go and get your book on the Holy Spirit, which I thought was one of the best pneumatology oh, books that I've read in, eight, in a long time. So just so that <laughs> you know, you. I really appreciate thank that. Thank you. I, I've, uh, I actually I came from a Baptist background. And um, and so I've actually had I have some friends that are uh, Dallas Theological Seminary. I have some friends that are Church of Christ, and I have some friends that you know just come from all sorts of different backgrounds that are not quote unquote Pentecostal charismatic. And again, that's not my background either. I went to Crystal right there in Dallas and to East Texas Baptist College before that. But anyway, I've had so many guys tell me that they really appreciated um, that book on the Holy Spirit, um, and they may not even agree with everything in it, but they appreciated the sensitivity and the way I handled the, yeah. the person of the Holy Spirit. You know, you so. did, it was a great job. I mean, I was born and raised Jewish. I became a Christian. I'm oh, a, I have a Baptist and a Pentecostal ordination. And <laughs> Baptist-costal. Just, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm a Baptist. I'm a Calminian, and I'm a manifold millennialist. So <laughs> anytime you <laughs> want to sit great. there and talk about diversity, I'm there for you. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where I will tell you that I did not give you the trivia answer to the last question because I am not that brilliant. Uh, But the answer to the, here's the question, in what book of the Bible do you read the words, your attitude, should be the same as that of Christ Jesus? It was a prison epistle, and the answer was Philippians. Philippians is the answer. Uh, so for those that are trying to figure out Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, we'll go right to the next question and give you everybody a chance for a brief little redemption. In what book of the Bible do we find the words, whoever finds a wife finds a good thing? Whoever finds a wife finds a good thing. Okay. And it's not calling a woman a thing. It's like a good principle, a good element. That's what it's trying to say. What book of the Bible is that in? If you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at he must org. Okay, that's that. So whoever finds a wife finds a good thing, right? I got lucky. I 
definitely married up. People <laughs> uh, are like, you say a lot of nice things about your wife. Yeah, I certainly do because she is a she really is wonderful. And then if I don't, she'll uh, she won't cook me dinner. So it's like, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. She never listens to the show. Who can blame her? Again, here's our trivia question. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email david at he must increase.org. It does happen to be that somebody is ready to answer the trivia question, and we will send them through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. This is Ken. Hey, Ken. How are you? Another beautiful day in paradise. It is a really nice day. You know, I, we we drove yesterday from Tennessee to you know through Arkansas into Texas, and I'll tell you, there's just something about it. Uh, we've only been here five years, so you got to give us some time. But there's just something about coming back into the state of Texas. There's just some feeling of. Yeah, this is the right place. <laughs> so, That's right. You know, I kiss the ground every time I come back in yeah. here. You just feel oppressed everywhere else for some reason. It's just something like that about me. But yeah, yeah, and the weather's great, great for a drive too. So you pick the right time of year to go. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. It was unbelievable. It was just wonderful. I mean, it really was uh, amazing. And then, uh, you know, my car was super, super dirty. And so just before we got into Texas, there was like a little rain. <laughs> it's like, oh, go, go. Praise the Lord. It's like a yeah, natural water. Like, well, right. no, that's a blessing. <laughs> All right. Here you go, bro. Here it is. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. What book of the Bible is that in? My first thought was wrong, so I'm what what's your second thought? <laughs> Give it to me again. Yes, Proverbs. That's right. There it is. You're there, brother. You're there. So Proverbs eighteen twenty two. He finds a wife, finds a good thing. It's like that's good. You can find what that is awesome. And then that's uh, it's, it's the awesomeness is that the marriage is you got two that become one, and uh, and the reality is uh, just use this big word for it synergistically when you take one and two and put it together it doesn't make three it actually makes three and a half that it's a greater compound energy so it's like oh that's cool just to let you know <laughs> on that one right there. I- some testimony that uh, that I had said something to the Lord one night. At that wife, we were having a thing. I said, Lord, that, that woman you gave me, and from the back to the front, just like a slap in the back of the head, he said, she's my sparkly, shiny treasure, and she's more than you deserve. <laughs> Amen, brother. Yeah. Well, since then, I knew she was more than I deserved. I started looking at the sparkly, shiny treasure thing. And so, anyway, I don't argue with her. Her and the Lord gang up on me, so I don't fight that way. Yeah. So, uh, there's yeah. no there's no winning. And then the other part about that is if you're not if you don't treat your wife right, I'm just going to say this, you don't get as effective prayers. And it's like, I think that's terrible. So I have no desire well, for that. And it's a whole other level. You know, when yeah, you do, exactly. everybody's still, you know, we're all good children and it's just the, the love is a lot more and deeper and all kinds yeah. of other stuff. It, it's hard to describe. Yep, I got gotcha. you. Great job, by the way. Excellent call. I really appreciate it. <laughs> well, thanks for the answer. All right. <laughs> God bless you, bro. All right, thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. All right, so let's finish this job thing. And I don't want everybody to get depressed or discouraged when you think about this job thing. Because Okay, here's the reality. There was a challenge. It was cosmic. It was beyond the human realm. 
Okay, just get over it. Okay, like people are the most important. No, Earth is the most. No, <laughs> I'm just done. No, God's throne is the center of the universe, and this is but a portion of that universe. So let's just at least at least keep it straight and keep it honest. So the first thing is he gets this message. Okay, the oxen, donkey, gone. All the people that were the farmhands that were helping, they're all gone. Not good. Second one, it must have been the fire of God because how else could that happen? Which there's a whole nother theology. And it's like your sheep are gone, all your shepherds are gone. Bad. Now the Chaldeans raid and now all your camels are gone. That's the really high prize value and all your servants are gone. While he was still speaking, another message arrived with this news. Your sons and daughters were feasting in their oldest brother's house. Suddenly a powerful wind swept in from the desert. Now listen to this text. And hit the house on all sides. If a wind comes against you on the west, you know, and the, it's going to have some touch in the in the in the other parts. But some people say, well, maybe it's a, it's a tornado or whatever the case may be. Well, it doesn't really say that, and tornadoes are defined within the scripture. So this is really like a four-sided smasheroo. It doesn't lean to one side; it smashes all inwards, and the house collapses. All your kids are dead. I'm the only one who escaped, which uh, you don't even know how that guy was in there or what that process was. This is the one that's devastating and that we need to pick up from. But here's what I want you to understand, okay? What the Lord allows, as devastating as it is in our mind, he allows for the purposes of eternity, and we think in terms of 50, 60, 70, 100 years because we are finite beings. And what the Lord does is demonstrates for eternity the wisdom of things. So what we do is we think, and it's terrible to use illustration, but you have to use this kind of illustration. We think, you know, that that in the... the that our lives is the long term. But the fact of the matter, from a scriptural point of view, is that our lives are the very, very, very speck or very short term. In fact, deci decidedly defined that way when God, through the Holy Spirit, speaks through the Apostle James and says our life is but a vapor that is here today and disappears tomorrow. We think it as all-encompassing. But there's more going on. And I will remind you now and throughout this entire teaching that the sin of Job was that he justified himself and not God. It's ironic because it doesn't say, although he did a, certainly did a large amount of whining between chapters 3 and chapter 31. He did a great deal of whining. But it it doesn't charge Job with blaming God. It charges Job with justifying himself and not justifying God. That's the sin. Now you listen, this is so, it's deep, but it's important. What we do is we say, I've been good. I don't deserve, th I mean, that's what the self-justification is. I shouldn't have this happen. This shouldn't happen to my kids. This shouldn't happen to my grandkids. This shouldn't happen to my animals. This shouldn't happen to my bank account. This shouldn't happen to this. This should not be this way. This should be this way. This should be this way. That's all self-justification. 
The sin is that he didn't justify God while God had demonstrated throughout his life that he was for him. He, it's almost as though, I'll just say this without really losing the theological tone or whatever. It's almost as though God had stuck up for him his whole life, and then there came the moment for him to stick up for God, and he didn't. Is that is that terrible? That's a terrible way to say that, I guess. That's not really theological, but there's something about it where we justify ourselves and don't justify God. Like, we need to be right that we're being wronged. <laughs> I think that's the way I would say it. When, in fact, it could have nothing to do with any of that. And the death of Job's children had nothing to do with any of what Job was thinking it was connected to, which is exactly what happens to us. We go through things and we think it's this, 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 this. And then you go back to this passage and we'll close with this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Ooh. Uh, touche. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas, taking a 22 and a half hour break. Then we'll come back. More insanity with spinanity. Talk to you then. Just as I am, each The views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.